Hello, 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 and welcome to the first ever episode of Cultural Reset. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast and really on this journey through time and space and pop culture. Now, what this podcast is really about is just random pop culture things. I think I have no other way to really describe it to you. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. After today's episode, if you have an idea about about what you want me to talk about or research, please message me. Just message me literally on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. My name's Rindachava. There's not many Rindachavas out there. Just drop me a message and tell me, you know. I want to I want to do what you guys want to do. But for this episode, I get to decide everything, so yay! Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the podcast and its bright and beautiful future, and then we're going to jump into our two main stories of today. The first one is going to be, why did Flappy Bird actually end? Because I need to know, and I have no other motivation to do the research apart from for this podcast. So we're doing that. And we're also going to be talking about Miss Ashley Tisdale because she was carrying Disney Channel on her back for so many years. And I really just want to appreciate that and talk a little bit about her and her real talents and just how she shaped this generation as a whole and shaped me as a human being. So yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Now, my name is Rin. As I said, hi, (laughs) nice to meet you. I'm a second year physics student at the University of Warwick. I live in a location near the University of Warwick, which is not going to be disclosed here. And I love radio. I really, really love radio. Now, if you know me at all, you know that about a year ago, I got obsessed and I did so many shows and I'm still doing so many shows and I don't have the time for it, but we're going because I love it. I love it. I don't care. Yeah, so we're singing already. First episode, we got that one out of the way. This is great. As I was saying, I love radio. Um, I'm currently program controller at Raw 1251am, which in my very objective opinion is the best station in the world ever to exist. And I'm currently doing a bunch of shows on there. So if you want to check them out, go and check them out. Click that subscribe button. You know, a little bit more about me, just the current situation in which I'm recording this podcast should tell you a lot. I'm currently eating some chickpeas salad out of a bowl, um, which is kind of what I had for lunch, so it's kind of remains from lunch. I am also having orange juice out of the carton. It is half past 11 p.m., so in the evening, because I've had a very, very, very exciting and busy day. And... I think they should give you an accurate picture about who I am, and that is a little bit of a mess. And this podcast is going to be a little bit of a mess, but you know what? Nothing is perfect. Let's just go with it. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy it. I've had two main inspirations to do this podcast, and number one is that over COVID and lockdowns and all over summer, I've just been reminiscing a lot. I've been reminiscing about my childhood. I've been reminiscing about the pop culture we grew up with. The pop culture I quite frankly missed out on and I need to educate myself. And this is a great way to do that and I can share this wonderful experience with you. So, you know, thanks for coming along on this ride. Because I just think that 
we have had such amazing events happen and they're weird like they're just weird like if you were an alien and you came down and you saw you know random people coupling up being locked up in a villa and having to like go and date people on tv while millions of people are watching them you know you'd think it would be a little bit weird but I think our pop culture is really something and I think we should celebrate that. We've had so many weird moments and 2020 has really been the year of weird moments. You know, Britney breaking world records and running 100 meters what, in seven seconds. You know, I knew she could do it. I always believed in her. I knew she would. But also Megxit, um, Donald Trump's impeachment, obviously Miss Rona, people being locked in their homes and singing from their balconies in like Italy and stuff. It's been a wild year. It's really been a wild year and it's been a really hard year for many, many people. And I think for all of us, we've had to adapt to changes and we've had to look out for one another more. So this has certainly been a catalyst for me to do this show because like life is weird now, but life was also weird before. Like we had weird things happen all the time and I think pop culture is wild and wonderful in that way. And the other main inspiration for this podcast really is a YouTuber called Mike Smike. Now, Mike Smike is honestly my favorite YouTuber of probably all time. I've never related to anyone's content more ever in my life. And I just want to say he fully inspired this podcast because he he has one where he talks all about science and pop culture and people ask him questions and he looks them up and it's really, really cool and it's so much fun. And I feel I the need, I feel the need to get this out of my system too. So I am very, very excited, but I also need you to tell me if you have something you want to talk about. It's really important. Just tell me, just drop me a message anytime, any place, anywhere. But yeah, this is, this is me. This is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Gonna let the light shine on me. Now I found who I'm... I digress. If you don't know where that song is from, it's... Camp Rock, sung by Demi Lovato, and there's this version in the end of the film where Joe Jonas joins as well. It's really, really good, and you should go and watch that film because it was like my entire childhood, and I had a poster of Camp Rock at the end of my bed, like, so when I would wake up, I would look at Joe Jonas and Demi Lovato, and that's not at all weird in any way. Yes, so let's move on from that, shall we? Flappy Bird. I hope you all remember Flappy Bird. It was absolutely iconic. I remember downloading it on my phone, my, I think, second proper touchscreen phone I got in the fourth grade. I was 10 years old. It was really cool at the time. It had awesome, definitely not stolen from YouTube music on it. And yeah, it was a little game where there was a little bird and you would try and get the bird between these like tubes and you would just tap and it would move. And I really think you should look that up because I can't give you a better description from that. It was a very simple game. And it was incredible. The thing is, it drove people crazy. It really did. People got addicted to that game. I think... I wouldn't say I was really that addicted. I don't want to say I was. But I was tapping away, you know, as you do. 
Now, the big drama with this game was that it got taken down, and it got taken down suddenly, and no one knew exactly why. There was all of these claims. And the thing is, as I say, I was 10 years old, right? So I had no idea why. One of my friends told me that someone got super angry because, like, his sister beat his high score or something, and the guy beat up his sister or, like, even, like, killed her or something, and that's why they cancelled the game. Which, by the way, is probably not true. I just want to say, this is what my friend told me. My friend at the time, clearly another 10-year-old, not a reliable source. This, like, no indication of this happening. Right, let me just cover all of the bases there. So, I have decided to do some research and to look into why Flappy Bird got cancelled. Because, you know, I wonder, and my flat and I, my house, my flat, my, yeah, my housemates and I, we were having a conversation about this, and it, it's really, really interesting. So, according to the Business Insider, there is a headline that reads, 29-year-old Flappy Bird creator says guilt made him shut down his game. It became addictive. In quotation marks. I don't know why it says, like, why the quotation marks are there. It was an addictive game. And this was, um, published in 2014, February 11th, 2014, 12.45 p.m. Now, the Business Insider here is citing an interview with Dong Nguyen. I'm sorry if I mispronounce his name. I have no idea how to say it. I apologize in advance. Actually, after I've already said it, but yeah. Anyways, moving on. In an interview with Forbes that took place in Vietnam, interesting, um, Nguyen said he shut down Flappy Bird because it became addictive and it was also causing him a lot of stress. He also said Flappy Bird was designed to play in a few minutes when you are relaxed. I never felt relaxed playing that game ever in my life. It was just not a relaxing game. He also said it happened to become an addictive product. I don't get it. Like, there was so many games at the time. There was one with little jellies bouncing and stuff. It, they were all really addictive. It's obviously going to be an addictive game. Um, and he said, I think it has become a problem. To solve that problem, it's best to take down Flappy Bird. It's gone. Forever. It's gone forever, people. It's gone forever. We will never see it again. The Forbes reporter noted that the 29-year-old game maker looked stressed and smoked a number of cigarettes during the interview, which was less than one hour long. Okay, uh, my guy, he was he was really stressed. I'm I'm glad uh, that he took this game down because it was it was disturbing his personal life. So he yanked the app due to guilt. My life has not been as comfortable as I was before. I couldn't sleep. Like. I get that he was guilty that people were getting addicted to this, I guess. But, like, again, there was loads of addictive games at the time. So it's it's really interesting, like, genuinely, what's so different about Flappy Bird, you know? What was the difference? And the way he ended Flappy Bird as well. It's just interesting because he, I think he tweeted this? No, he wrote it. I'm not even sure. He was like, I'm sorry, Flappy Bird users. 22 hours from now, I will take Flappy Bird down. He wrote, 
I cannot take this anymore. Like, I get that he was stressed, and it's obviously his choice, but, like, you don't have to be so dramatic. It's a game. Relax. The thing is, there was also loads of controversy about Flappy Bird. Like, there was a lot of claims it was ripped off from other games. Like, obviously, it has these very Mario-style, like, graphics, like Super Mario, you know, like the little green tubes, which were exactly like Super Mario. And I, the thing is, when I played it, I thought it was even connected. Like, I thought this has to be like a part of that universe. And maybe it is. Ooh, conspiracy theories. Flappy Bird and Mario coexist in the same universe. Mad. The Marvel Universe wishes. It's also interesting that it was compared to this very similar game that was released two years before Flappy Bird called Pew Pew versus Cactus. Pew Pew versus Cactus. Oh my god, I'm I'm looking this up. It looks exactly like a Flappy Bird ripoff. Like that looks like a Flappy Bird ripoff. But it was released in, like it was released before. Oh, that I feel bad. I feel bad for um the person who developed this game. It's really sad. And also, also apparently, the guy who developed P.O.P.O. versus Cactus, known as Keck, um, told, I think he called, he called the developer of Flappy Bird, and the developer of Flappy Bird claimed he did not know anything. Ooh, very exciting. We love the drama. There was also a lot of questions um, about how Flappy Bird got so famous and, like, so popular. And he was accused of using, like, bots and things, but he, he, his rebuttal, his rebuttal was, if I did fake it, should Apple let it live for months? No, of course not. It's really interesting. It's, this, this story, so many levels, just so many levels to it. And wow, I mean, the legacy of this game. There was the Sesame Street's Flappy Bird um, there was a Fallout Boys Fallout Bird. It's just, it's also one of the most cloned games in the Apple, like, App Store or on Google Play. If you go on Google Play and you look up Flappy Bird, oh my god, there is so many things that come up. It's Fabby Bird, Sloppy Bird, Flappy Crush, Flipper Bird, Flapping Online, Strange Bird, The Flap Game, Flappy Dunk, which is like Flappy Bird but with a basketball, Flappy Tap, Flappy Nyan, which is the Nyan Cat, oh my god, this is honestly the most 2012 thing I've seen ever in my whole life, Flappy Edit Creator, Super Idiot Bird, Flap the Bird, (laughs) Flap Birdie, Flappy Trump, I love the internet, the internet is a great place, but yeah, there was so many Flappy Bird things, I see, I'm looking here at the Wikipedia page, and oh my god, a similar game featuring Talking Tom was released as a minigame for My Talking Tom, called Flappy Tom, and the same game was featured in Talking Tom and Friends. Can we talk about Talking Tom? Talking Tom, what a game! I remember, I remember having it on my dad's iPad, and it was so entertaining, you would just speak to it and it would repeat your words, and you know, you'd be happy! We lived in such simple times. It's incredible. Kids these days will never know how much fun it was to just talk at a phone and have it repeat 
what you said back at you with a funny voice. Anyways, back through the end of the game, the last we ever saw of Flappy Bird, obviously the developer has said things that his reasons for taking it down, but there was a lot of things going on at the time. There was um, people who thought that Nintendo was trying to take down the game because of like the Mario similarities. There was also something about Flappy Bird violating laws in Vietnam on internet use or something like that. It was just weird. Will we ever know why Flappy Bird ended? I mean, probably not. Probably not. And I'm gonna use this space that I have here to make a conspiracy theory. I think the game was taken down because it had too much power. It had too much power. It would give us too much power. It was too good for its time. And so it had to be removed. And on that note, I think I'm gonna end this Flappy Bird topic by sharing with you guys that I do in fact actually have Flappy Bird downloaded on my phone that I had in the fourth grade because I never deleted it. Because I'm, oh my god, Young Ren is so smart. And what's really interesting now is that you can sell a device that has Flappy Bird on it for a lot of money because it's discontinued. You can't get it anywhere else. So I'm seriously considering selling this phone. Um, but I gotta see, I gotta see how much I can get for it because there's loads of people that are like, oh my god, you can get like a thousand dollars. You can take my Sony Ericsson for a thousand dollars and play Flappy Bird all you want. After I do, I, I need to, I'll charge it up and I'll play a little bit. But yeah, I thought this was something that was really important to flex on this podcast. Now, before we move on to talking all about Ashley Tisdale, I want to take a moment because I want us to learn together. I want us to learn new things. So every episode, I'm going to look up a random fact and we're going to learn something new together. And the random fact that I have for you today is that I was today years old when I learned that Melting icebergs make a specific sound called Bergi Seltzer. Like, it's literally called that, I kid you not. It's called Bergi Seltzer. And I love it. I love it. And I think I'm gonna give you a little bit of a taste of what that sounds like. a cool sound i absolutely love it i think it should be incorporated in the next biggest hit like lady gaga take notes this better be in the next single moving on miss ashley tisdale i wanted to talk about her because i was doing my 2000s music show the other day and i was like ashley tisdale was in so many things so many things. I mean, just on Disney Channel, she was in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. She was Candace on Phineas and Ferb. What an iconic show, by the way. Definitely an episode about that somewhere in the future. She was in High School Musical 1, 2, and 3. And she was in Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, which, by the way, I've seen way too many times and I rewatched it literally a week ago. It's an incredible film. Go and watch it. I cannot recommend it 
anymore to you. I literally bought Disney Plus. Like, this was the thing that pushed me over the edge was seeing my friend watch Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure is not only fabulous, it is fierce, it is incredible, it is talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. It's a masterpiece. But Miss Ashley Tisdale, born July 2nd, 1985, she did so much stuff, like, I cannot believe. So she started, she did The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, then she did high school musical films, and then the success of these films led to her signing a deal with Warner Bros. Records, and she had a studio album. I never heard the studio album in my life. Apparently it's called Headstrong. It was released in 2007. I did not know she had a solo career. How incredible is that? Like, let's have a listening party. I'm going to be listening to this right after I finish recording this. I'm going to be listening to Headstrong by Ashley Tisdale. I'm sure it's amazing and I'm sure I won't be disappointed. And in fact, she had a second studio album, Guilty Pleasure, in 2009 guilty pleasure. Ashley Tisdale had an album called Guilty Pleasure. Of course she did. And then she did a bunch of other movies. She she did Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. She released the soundtrack to promote the film. And she actually dropped her third studio album in 2019. I can't believe she released an album in 2019. I mean, she started working on it in 2013. That is six long years. And I'm most certainly going to be like listening through Ashley Tisdale's discography because apparently she has one and I did not know. And the thing is, I'm looking here at some of the reviews she got for some of these albums. And her debut album, Headstrong, was compared to the first works of Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera by Billboard. What is happening? What universe are we living in? Ashley Tisdale could have been a huge pop star and we didn't get that. Why didn't we get that? Why, why, didn't, why didn't she make it? We could be living, she could change the world. She could have changed the course of history. I am just shocked. She has had such a career right here in front of us and we missed it. Or at least I missed it. Have you missed this? Yeah, tell me, tell me, did you know Ashley Tisdale did all of these things? Have I been living under a rock? What is this? What is going on? And wow, I mean, she's been doing, I mean, she's done some big-ish films, I guess, guess, um, um, scary movie five, a quality film, uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't really, I'm not standing by that, I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that, um, but she, oh my god, she says her main acting influences are Jake Gyllenhaal, Johnny Depp, Robin Williams, and Rebel Wilson, that is a range, she claims that she would like to emulate 
Shia LaBeouf's career because he did it so well and that she is inspired by Wilson's ability to work simultaneously as a writer, producer, and actress in ABC's Super Fun Night. You know what? Rebel Wilson is an icon. And I will stand by this. Rebel Wilson is incredible. I don't remember seeing Rebel Wilson in a film and not thoroughly enjoying that film. I mean, come on. Come on, every single film. Like, the first one I saw was probably Pitch Perfect, which is incredible. All the Pitch Perfects are great. Well, the first one is obviously the best one, but they're all good. And then the last one I saw was the one she did with Anne Hathaway, which was something about the hustle, the hustle, something like that. By the way, the hustle is so funny. I definitely recommend that as a film. Like, it's really, really, really good. Those are some good actors she's influenced by, though. Her influences on her musical career include Christina Aguilera, great, Michael Jackson, Lady Gaga, oh my god, Lady Gaga, Pat Benatar, who's Pat Benatar? She's an American singer-songwriter and four-time Grammy Award winner. What have I been, I, I am genuinely, I feel like I've been living under a rock. Oh, oh my god, she wrote Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Okay, love is a battlefield, we belong, in invincible- okay, okay, I've been living under a rock, it's fine. That's fine. Um, well, I hope- you know what, I'm not even gonna edit this out, because I want you to see that this is a learning curve, and I know I sound like I have encyclopedic knowledge of everything that I'm talking about, because that's absolutely the truth, um, but, you know, we're all- we're all in this together, we're all learning. I was, <laughs> took everything I had not to sing, we're all in this together here. Her other musical influences, Pink, Katy Perry, Kelly Clarkson, Led Zeppelin, and ACDC. Again, the range from Christina Aguilera to ACDC. And from Lady Gaga to Katy Perry. Also, According to Glee, you're not allowed to like Katy Perry and Lady Gaga at the same time. You're either a Katy or a Gaga. There is nothing in between. And I'm definitely a Gaga. But we move on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I actually really enjoy Katy Perry's work as well. But I've become such a Lady Gaga stan. It's honestly gotten a bit out of control. Ashley Tisdale's public image. Ashley Tisdale. Okay, I'm quoting Wikipedia here, word for word. I could not make this up. Tisdale is considered a sex symbol, ranking on Maxim's Hot 100 list of sexiest women and hottest celebrities in the 2008 list at number 10, in 2013 at number 7, and in 2014 at number 33. Now, can I be really honest here and say that I find this weird? And not because Ashley Tisdale isn't a beautiful woman. I think she is. But, and she actually is. But it's just weird because I'm so used to seeing her as a teenager, like from High School Musical, even though she wasn't even a teenager when they were filming it. It just makes me feel really uncomfortable that this is a thing. Like, mm. Also, fun fact, Ashley Tisdale is older than Lady Gaga. How is this possible? I feel like they're not even in the same universe. Like, they just don't exist in the same universe. It, it feels really weird. It feels really, like, odd. In all fairness, Ashley Tisdale is doing great. She is pregnant with her first child. 
she is she has a great tiktok account i think you should go and follow her on tiktok because she's great and yeah she's just really really awesome and i thought it was worth talking about that for a little bit Ashley Tisdale, I salute you. She really did carry Disney Channel. And she really is a symbol of my childhood in a way. And it's interesting to think that in another world she could have been a massive pop star. Like Christina Aguilera or Britney Spears, according to Billboard. It's very, very weird. And with that, I think we're at the end of our episode. I think I'm going to try and make these episodes about 30 minutes long, mainly because that's my preferred time of like a podcast episode. I don't really know how I feel about listening to podcasts longer than that. But if I have stuff to talk about, yeah, we can keep going on forever. So if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave the podcast a little follow so you don't miss the next episode. Go and follow Cultural Reset dot podcast on instagram yeah i've just i've just made that instagram handle so yeah go and follow me on there um it's basically turned into a 2000s meme account and honestly it's going great i really enjoy it it's 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 just a little bit of fun um feel free to message me on that account or on my private account um if you have any ideas and anything you want to hear from this podcast then make it into something because i'm really excited in taking it further i feel i feel like it's such a flex that it's on spotify i don't know why but it feels so serious now that it's on spotify i really really enjoyed making this episode i hope you enjoyed listening to it and i will see you again next week see you hear you no you will hear me you will hear me next week next wednesday get ready i have loads in store for you but i don't want to reveal anything yet i might do a little puzzle Ooh, i've just had an incredible idea i might do a little puzzle on my instagram and you have to work out what next week's theme is so get guessing and i'll see you next wednesday